Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Mike Kegley, and tonight we will have Brad Sturdy, Kedrick Prince, and Matt Stevens, and we will talk about the win over Eastern Illinois, the 80-52 to destruction. The Illini started slow, but unlike Michigan State, they did not finish slow. Ended up with an easy victory. We'll play a much tougher Oakland team on Friday. Should be a heck of a weekend for Illini sports fans with the Oakland game Friday night in basketball. And then, of course, Indiana and Illinois Saturday in football. We'll be right back with Brad, Matt, and Ked. Are you looking to grow your business? Do that with the Illini Guys Radio Network by broadcasting on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We have over 20 stations, including stations in Chicago, St. Louis, Champaign, Decatur, Springfield, Bloomington, the Quad Cities, Rockford, Peoria, Marion, Quincy, and Jacksonville, amongst others. You can reach over 11 million people in the state of Illinois by partnering with us. Send me an email, mike at IlliniGuys.com, and let's find a way that we can build your business together. And we are back, as promised. This is Mike Kegley here with Brad Sturdy. Kedrick Prince, Matt Stevens, we are going to talk about the Illinois victory over Eastern Illinois. And folks, uh, Illinois started off a little bit slow, ended up blowing the doors off of EIU. And if you are frustrated by the performance, maybe wake up, smell some coffee, and take a look at what happened to Michigan State tonight as they lost to James Madison. That's what you really don't want to have happen in one of these games. And as the transfer portal and NIL and all those things work together, the gap between these teams is less than it used to be. And the ability for one team to raise up when the other team isn't as interested in playing them makes this uh, something that could happen to teams other than Michigan State, although it couldn't be funnier to see it be Michigan State. Brad, I think before we go into the game, can you go over the kind of the bombshell about Sincere Harris that came in the press room afterwards? Yeah, of course. Uh, Brad Underwood announced that Sincere Harris is going to redshirt for the uh, for the season. It was a decision that Sincere made. Um, I think that the way Underwood described it, he needs to obviously get stronger. He mentioned that he wants to, and he hasn't really Gained, made the gains that he would like to have made in the weight room since he's been here and understands that he needs to do that and uh, go from maybe, a, he mentioned going from like a 10-minute-per-game guy to a 25-minute-per-game guy down the road with that added strength. And the other thing was um, mentioning that, you know, he put himself in a good academic position to graduate down the road. So, yeah, I think um, there's going to be speculation that this will be, you know, that he'll leave after the season. Obviously, that's going to be speculation. You know, we can't sugarcoat that or change that. It's going to be what people think. We don't have any information that that could happen yet. Um, but obviously, you know, he was beaten out for playing time by guys like, you know, Draven gives the horn. It looks like uh, even Nico Moretti and, you know, and Justin Harmon, who came in, I think. So it's hard to. Uh, it, it, it makes sense for him, you know, save this year. If he's not going to get as much PT as he wants, then, you know, use this year to get better and, and go from there, whether it be in Illinois or somewhere else. And you know, a lot of people mentioned, you know, he's gone. But so with the transfer portal window, I think it's difficult for him to transfer at the midseason and still be eligible 
next year. That's kind of what we're hearing. I don't know. I'm, I'm still researching that for details because the transfer window opens um, after the Final Four, right? And so, obviously, um, that's when he could transfer to be eligible for next year. Although, you know, I, I it's a long story. We'll see. All right, perfect. So now let's go back, Brad, and we'll let and then we'll go around the horn after you. Uh, we'll go with you, then then Ked, then Matt. But talk to us about what you saw out there on the court tonight with the Illini as they played a, a, an EIU team that definitely had the advantage of not saying Kansas on their jersey and maybe um, catching Illinois a little bit not as fired up as what they were a couple weeks ago. Yeah, there's no question. Illinois was flat. They were flat from the start. They didn't have the energy. It didn't look like they knew what they weren't getting after it. Um, on the defensive end, they weren't playing hard offensively. They weren't cutting hard. Uh, the ball movement wasn't what it should be. And that's why EIU got up 15-6 to to start the game. They led 19-15 to before Illinois really, you know, turned it up and went on the, um, the run in the half. And, you know, I, I would say that it's um, it happened. You got to play, you know, two exhibitions, then you play 31 regular season games, then you play a Big Ten tournament, then you play an NCAA tournament. Out of all of those times, you're going to have bad days. And I know people are like, well, I shouldn't have bad days. Just taking a chance. Yeah, when you don't, when there's a guy out there complaining about them having a bad day, when you don't have a bad day at work for a year, then let me know. Because it happens. It's part of this life. And they're 18 to 22. Well, Illinois case, they're maybe a little older, but. But they, you know, they're they're twenty three year olds, twenty two, twenty three year olds. I have twenty two and twenty three year olds in my in my house. They're twenty five, and they have bad days. It, it's part of life, you know. I have bad days. It's it's what we do, and and to it we put perfection. We want perfection for these guys. It's not gonna happen. But they cleaned it up, like Brandon said. They won the game by thirty points. So, you know, you can take away what you want, but it was a slow start. They they are, obviously can't do that next game. When they take on Oakland, Brad Underwood's got some great teaching um, film to watch uh, to get ready for that one. I, I agree. I, you know, Mike and I were talking, Brad, before you got on air. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I wasn't. You know, at the end of the day, you know, this is not an exhibition game. This game is on the schedule and it counts and you win. Because 15 games from now, you know, if this was a loss, people would be complaining about it. But I guarantee you, in those 15 games, you know, no one's going to be talking about this. A lot of people are concerned about the shooting. I'm not even concerned about that right now. If I had any concerns about anything, it might be the free throw shooting because jump shots are going to be there. And I do. I don't want to say they were disinterested because I'm not, I'm not in the locker room, you know. But, you know, it, like Mike mentioned as well earlier, you know, it doesn't say Kansas on the chest. And they knew they were going to be the Eastern Illinois. And they should have. But I just think you're right. It's one of those games you chalk it up. I do think next Friday night's going to be tougher against Oakland because they gave Ohio State all that they could handle and some. You know, so the competition is going to get better. But I think Illinois will rise to the occasion. That's one thing we've all talked about. This team is older, and so they'll meet the challenge. You know, shots are going to fall. I think this is a much better shooting team. I, I think – I, I just echo the sentiments of the of the last of, of Brad and Ked. I mean, I, I I think I think a lot of I think a really a cliche that is just flat out wrong, and you guys coach and I didn't is you know anybody can play hard. That's not true. Like playing hard is a skill, and and playing hard for a long period of time is a skill. And I feel like you know Illinois 
got outplayed in terms of an effort standpoint, you know, early on in this game. And that's why they found themselves down. And that's why, you know, Eastern Illinois is able to, you know, get seven second chance points before the first media timeout. And they're able to get 14 offensive rebounds tonight. And that's the thing I think that I think if you, if you're Brad Underwood, you point to, and you go, I know that Eastern missed 49 shots and it's, you know, mathematically, okay. Yeah. They got 14 of them back. But if you're Illinois, you should be able to get a body on a body and and not let them get 14 offensive rebounds. That's the number that bothers me the most going into, you know, what you what you would want, you know, them to be at, you know, at a couple of months when they start playing Big Ten games. Um, so I think I think that's a concern. I, I agree with Ked that the free throw shooting is a concern. But if you're not interested on the defensive end and you're not interested at the glass, you're probably not going to be interested as interested on the foul line, too. Um and I, 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 here's what I was encouraged by. I was encouraged by the bench because boy, did Illinois need them from an energy standpoint, and they got it. I just, I, I don't think, I think there's going to be a lot of people that go, well, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, you know, can do that every night. No, that's not going to how this is works. Like, you know, freshmen are are going to have roller coaster rides, and this was a really high for him. And there are going to be nights where he's really, really quiet. And some people else are going to have to step up for him. The good news for Illinois is I think they have enough depth to make sure that that's possible. Even with Sincere Harris redshirting, I think they they have enough depth in their rotation to cover up for it. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, probably the, the sub story of the night is the play of, of two of the freshmen. You know, you take a look at Gibbs LaHorn, you know, leading the team with 18 points seven to 10 from the field and Amani Hansberry, um, you know, I know he was out there largely, you know, for part of his um, 14 minutes against second string guys, but um, you know, he, he, he had eight rebounds in 14 minutes. That was, that's it. You, you don't just like accidentally get eight rebounds. And, and I found it really interesting. He's a guy who instinctively seems to track the ball in the air as he's moving and and he puts himself in some fantastic positions for rebounding. So I thought there was, was some real nice uh, positives there as we looked at, at some of the play, Brad, what jumped out at you um, from a positive standpoint out there on the court? Well, I think you see why when he came in, Eleanor was so high, high and Draven gives the horn, you know, and said he was, you know, they felt he's more talented than either Jaden Epps or Sky Clark um, at the same stage. And you saw that, right? I mean, he's a freak athlete. Um, now, there are things, the subtleties and nuances, and, and we have many people who don't, like, get it, like, that he can score, and that's fantastic. But the, what the coaches want to see is guys making the right pull, like, because over the time, a percentage is going to go down. He took – he can get to the rim. He did those things. Now, will that happen against uh, Michigan State? Maybe not, you know, down the road. Although, after watching James Madison, maybe it will. <laughs> but, or will it, you know, so, but, but you know, so you got to make the right play. And that's what they're trying to teach him. And that's where freshmen learn. You know what I mean? Like, they got to learn what's the right play and wrong play. And, um, there, he made some fantastic plays. But he also made some plays that were a little, you know, maybe the wrong read, things like that. And, and that's true of all those guys. I mean, it's, they're freshmen. I, I think all three freshmen look like they belong on the court tonight. And Gibbs Lahorn is freakish because he's more athletic than anybody else. I mean, he's the most, when he walks out there, he's the best athlete on the floor in virtually every game. And so that's why he was the best player in practice this week. Underwood said that. And that's why 
understand. Like, if he stinks the next three days in practice, then he's not going to suddenly get a ton of minutes on Friday against Oakland, no matter how well he plays. And Brennan would values that practice time. And so that's where we, we have to put, like, kind of the, the – I hate to put the brakes on. Remember last year against CIU when, when Dane Danger was uh, better than Kofi because he put up massive numbers? Yeah. Right? Okay. You know, it, it is – you know, sometimes you guys get better. But like you said, like, uh, I think the roller coaster was a good description. But I love this kid's talent. He'll be a great player. And there's going to be games he might win for Illinois this year. So just, uh, but you're gonna have to ride with it a little bit. I'm just out. I'm just really, really impressed with all the freshmen in general. I think it's a, it's a good group to start with because you're losing five or six guys next year. Um, so to me, um, and the one thing I want fans to know, uh, his dad is a lot different. <clears throat> I'm not gonna sugarcoat this statement. There's a lot of players who leave schools, not just Illinois. They get bad advice. I can tell you right now. There's been two parents that's that are on this roster that I've talked to. Now things can change because that's that's doable. Told me their kids are never leaving Illinois unless they ran them off, and that is Luke Goody's parents and Drayvon Gibbs Longhorn's dad. He a lot of fans were concerned because he didn't play a lot against Kansas. I'm not gonna lie to you. I talked to his dad and he was like, you know what? He wants to be on the court. Yes, sir. And I'm not worried about it. I'm more worried about the wins. And then he made the comment that he felt that. The Illinois could have blew Kansas out. Those are really special parents because Drayvon is a good athlete. He, you know, four-star recruit. Not a lot of schools after him. He could have went to a lot of schools. His dad is one of those guys who I, you know, I just basically said to him, "You get it," because they they're going to need freshmen. They're going to need you, you know the transfer port is great and it's fun. It's good for our for, for our sideline guys to talk things through. But you know you're going to need to build and you know. You're right, Mike. The two freshmen led in rebounding and scoring tonight, and I think Imani's underrated. I want to give him a little bit more credit um, because of second unit, because when he did get in, he can find the ball. He's like a, a different version of 2023 model of uh, Dennis Rodman. He knows how to find the ball, and he did that in high school, so this isn't a surprise. You know, Brad and I saw him do that on the AAU circuit, so it's a good class, and then at the end of the day, there are going to be games when they do play well and the games when they do play bad, but I don't think it's just freshmen. You know, let's look at what Coleman Hawkins did tonight. I mean, maybe he was sick. I don't know, but this is 23 years old. Uh, you, you know, if you look at Quincy Guerriere, he wasn't great tonight either. Marcus Domas didn't shoot tonight, and he's 45 for being sarcastic. So it's going to happen. They're not going to play well every night. I feel bad for Brad Sturdy because – He's going to do what I did for about three, four months on the, on our message boards at Illini guys with Malik Elzey over on the football side. Because I was the pump the brakes on Malik Elzey from the start uh, this year as a true freshman. And I feel like Brad's going to have to do that with Dre Gibbs Lawhorn for about four months because there's times where I don't think he's going to play as much. And I think it's going to infuriate Illini fans. And there's there's subtleties and nuances as to why he's not going to he, he might not see the floor as much. And especially in, you know, structured Big Ten games where they're, it's not up and down and it's not kind of crazy. Like Marty's going to play a very, very crazy basketball game, going to make you play a very, very bas- crazy basketball game at Eastern. That's going to be how he tries to turn this around at, at, at EIU. 
he feels like he has 10 guys that he can go to and, and he doesn't really know of those 10 guys who it's going to be on a night to night basis right now. It kind of creates a helter skelter type of game for the opponent as well. And I thought that that kind of happened for, for Illinois tonight. I felt like, you know, I got the sense that Underwood's done this long enough that I think he understood, Hey, this could be a Dre Gibbs Longhorn or Monty Hansberry game. Like, and I don't know how many of those are going to be out there tonight, but this could be one of them. And I think that that it kind of showed out where like, Hey, if I can get them some confidence, Coleman Hawkins kind of knows at this point, he's a good basketball player. And I don't think anybody's going to be able to, you know, shut that off for him. I, and, and, you know, Luke Goody knows he's a good basketball player. Marcus Damask knows he's a good basketball player. Getting freshman confidence is a huge, huge deal. Um, now, now the task for somebody like Brad Underwood is to go to Drake, Draven Gibbs Lawhorn and go. You realize this isn't going to be like this every night. Like you, you realize that you're you're going to face some adversity, and that's going to be how this works. And oh, by the way, the adversity you face might be in practice, and that's maybe why you don't play. And I, I completely agree with Sturdy that he's got to keep this energy level high to keep the minutes that that he wants to play high. And if he doesn't do that, you're going to see the minutes keep going down because the head coach at the University of Illinois knows, I think, what he's going to get out of Ty Rogers from an effort standpoint if he doesn't get in foul trouble. That's the other thing that I think there's a lot of teaching points that can come out of this, especially with the starters. Brad Underwood mentioned that the starters got one offensive rebound the entire night. That's unacceptable, um, especially against Eastern, but it's unacceptable against anybody. Um and then I think he can go to Ty Rogers and go, oh, by the way, if you're going to get two fouls early in the first half, like I'm going to you're going to drive me nuts because I need you out there. And so I think there was a lot of teaching points that come out of a 28 point win over Eastern. And and I think there's um, I think that's also very, very good. But I know that he knows that he got some some freshmen, some some, uh, you know, really high confidence, confidence boost tonight. And I, I think it could pay off as they continue to go on. Um you know, playing this type of type of deep, maybe nine, even maybe a 10 man rotation all year long. Yeah. And I, I do think like I, the, the, the fans it's, you, you know, right now they're, they're looking at this as um, you know, what happens, let's see 18 points a game for a freshman and he plays 30 something games. So that's, you know, the, the, you know, they're, they're, they're putting him down for all these points this year. Um, let's let him grow and develop. I do think that, Gibbs Lahorn has one thing that's different from so many guys is his pure athletic ability, whether it's quick twitch or just the ability to turn the vertical on. It doesn't seem to stop. Um, gives him some advantages when he gets out there and he can make some mistakes that other players can't. But um, when you start playing against Big Ten teams, they're going to basically they're going to recognize that speed and they're going to hit you while you're on the ground. So you can't ever get up in the air and the referees won't care. So he's got a lot of things to learn about over the next few months. And I think uh, to put too much, um, you know, pressure on the kid is probably not fair. Um, Brad, any final thoughts as we, as you think about this game? And of course, you know, before we know it, <clears throat> it's going to be Friday night. People are going to be over in Champaign and, and some people will be getting a hotel so that they can do the Oakland basketball game and then watch the Indiana football game that has a surprising amount of um, gravity for both teams involved there. Um, but before we know it, it'll be Friday night. Um, well, what are your final thoughts here on a first game against a, an in-state school and um, you know what comes to your mind right now? 
Well, I mean, I, I think that it's just a it's just a game where you they did what they were supposed to do. They took care of business, got the win by 30 points. You got a lot of people minutes. I think I was talking to a pregame, and that was they wanted to get those guys minutes. I mean, they wanted to get Drake Gibbsborn and Nico Moretti and Kamani Hansberry. They wanted to get them minutes on the floor because this is how they grow and learn. They get they get live film like in a game situation, get the jitters out because you may need those guys. Friday in, a, in what's going to be a better game, I think. Um, so, you know, the one thing I'll say again, though, we've talked a lot about this guy added, this guy added. Terrence Shannon is a great player. I think he's a first-team All-Big Ten guy, but maybe the you know one top top three players in the Big Ten. I still, I just think Marcus Damask is such a huge addition to this team because. He never gets sped up, and he makes the right play so many times, whether it's a pass, whether it's a, a blockout, whether it's a rebound. I'm, I'm telling you, like, he's a – like, if you're a basketball coach and you watch the game and you understand the study of the game, he's the guy that you love watching because he almost always makes the right play. Nobody makes the right play all the time. And, and this is where I think, like, people get caught up. This is why people weren't excited about him when he came because he's not the – crazy athletic guy, but he just makes the right play. And last year we had guys who didn't make the right play. You know, they just made the right plays. But sometimes they could win you a game. But a lot of times they could lose you a game, too. And so this is where I think I think he's so valuable. So that's my last thought. My last two, you know, my last take on it, like I said a little bit earlier, you got to win. Um, they didn't look pretty doing it. Um, and Friday is going to be a little, you know, tougher opponent for them. And, you know, I'm sure they'll go, you know, they'll break down some game film. But a lot of it, I don't want, you know, there's obviously some mistakes defensively and things like that. But a lot of it is just basic shooting things. I mean, they had really good looks tonight. I don't, you know, there were a couple shots that were forced. But, you know, it's not something I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic. I still like the team. I still think this is potentially a really good shooting team. And, you know, people are probably going to be down on Coleman because, you know, he had one point. You can't. I mean, I just think he's too valuable, and I can assure you when the game's on the line, his play is going to change along with everyone else's. So it's an older team. There's no reason to panic. And, you know, we'll close with this part. I do like the fact that the freshmen got minutes. You have to – they're not you, – if you don't play them early now, you know, it's going to be tougher, you know, whether – not just in the big team, but when the competition gets better – because you don't know who's going to get in foul trouble, someone could get hurt, be sick, and then you're going to rely on them. Being in a game and 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 and, and in those environments, they're huge, and nothing's better than playing time. So I'm glad to see that, and also I think it's important to have them for the future. I agree with what Brad said about Marcus Damask. Oh, that's my ending point, is we've now played two games. The Kansas game didn't count, but, you know, there was a lot of things that counted in it, if that makes any sense. Um, and this obviously game did count and it, it, it kind of highlighted to me that Brad under, we talked a lot about point guard and who's going to be the lead guard, especially late in games and who's going to be the lead guard when they need to get a bucket or they need something. It sure seems like this Illinois team really likes to put the ball in Marcus Damascus hands and let him kind of run things. Um, and even when Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn was on the floor tonight, they put him out at a wing and said, no, 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 no. Like, 
we don't we don't think you're you're ready to make the correct decisions to run things um we're going to put the hand we're going to put it in the hands of this fifth year senior um and and they seem more trustworthy in that regard and i think that makes a lot of sense um i just didn't picture that because like what sturdy said he's not a super athlete you know but he just does everything right and he gets you in things and then suddenly you you run things and you you move the ball on both sides and then suddenly you get an open look or you get a layup and it's amazing when that happens and i i think it's fascinating that i think illinois is is it's seemingly wanting to put the ball in Marcus Damascus' hands in big moments. And I think you're going to see that more and more. And I, I, I just think this coaching staff and specifically the head coach loves it when he has the ball in his hands, because usually it means the right decision is going to be made. And I know that he values that more than anything in the world. And so um, that seems to be what caught my eye, at least. And when they wanted to break away from Eastern Marcus Damascus had the ball in his hands, you know, at least at the start of the possession. And that's that's something that I, I, I think will keep going even on Friday against Oakland and especially when they play high-level competition here in non-com play. Yeah, and, and I will tell you, Damask, the interesting thing to me was I was kind of shocked that he only had four rebounds because every one of the rebounds came at a critical moment where they they needed to to grab a board you know it was like maybe stopping EIU from getting you know two or three shots on a possession boom Domask gets the the rebound um you know he he didn't have the greatest night shooting but uh, he's a guy who makes the right play as Brad said at the right time and that's hard to coach and some of that is experience and some of that is just uh, the the player who knows where to be on the floor because he knows where to be on the floor at the you know at certain times and it's kind of like that uh, understanding uh, you know how to how to play football at the you know and do the right thing on the right down and distance and so I think he does that and I, the other thing I would say is Coleman Hawkins you know um, who knows maybe we find out he has the flu it doesn't really matter. Um, he's too good a player to to focus on one game and i think the best thing is is coleman didn't have the greatest game in the world and yet illinois still goes out and wins by 28 you know there there have been years when if you take it one of the two or three senior leaders doesn't play well and all of a sudden that means illinois is going to have a bumpy road even against in you know sometimes inferior competition this team somebody else stepped up and that was that. So maybe it'll be a little bit of a relief that uh, maybe the only guy who's truly indispensable is Terrence Shannon Jr., who I'll remind everybody at 16 points, five rebounds, uh, did that in just 26 minutes. So if he had had to play the full uh, full 40, uh, something tells me that those points could have been significantly higher than what we saw tonight. So stick with IlliniGuys.com. You know, if you really want to get the best coverage, this is a good time to subscribe. You're going to get uh, some incredible football this this month. Um, we've got Matt Stevens, who covers, obviously, the football is his primary beat. He also is very uh, involved in our basketball coverage, not just the men's, but the women's. Obviously, Brad Sturdy, Kedrick Prince, been around the programs for 20 years. You know, you'll find out about recruiting. You'll find out about what's going on in the games. So you get you get everything. 
but you really want to be here because as there's a chance at an opportunity of making a run to get to a bowl and as the basketball team starts off and they're going to be playing some great games, you know, just uh, a week and a day from now, they're going to be playing Marquette number five team in the country. There's going to be a lot of really big games coming up. You're going to want to be with the Illini guys to get all the information and make sure that you're in the know for what's going on. Please go to IlliniGuys.com, $99 a year. You know, when we started in 2021, think about what your cost for gas or your cost for food, all those things. We haven't raised our price. We've tried to keep it so that you, the Illini fan, can enjoy it. It's still the same. Come over, give us an opportunity, seven days free trial. I think you'll like it. And uh, we also have the message boards where you can get on there and talk to Brad, Ked, Matt, Larry, myself, or thousands of other Illini guys, subscribers. And there's always something to debate, whether it's football, basketball, or the other sports. We'd love to see you there. And of course, look at Illini guys, Sports Spectacular. That's our weekly radio show. That'll be on Friday or Saturday this weekend. We will keep you up to date on everything that's going on with Illini football and basketball. We really look forward to kind of watching this progress. We're hoping for a bowl game and an NCAA run. Should be a lot of fun this year. Go Illini. <laughs>